0: Yo!
1: Happy
0: New Year, everybody!
1: Happy New Year!
0: Hey, uh, Marissa's birthday is also coming
1: up. Yeah, send me things. You won't. (laughs) We still have to. You know what?
0: You here's what you can send Marissa for her birthday. Okay, just Marissa, cover your ears. You know what you can do? You can. Go and review the freaking podcast on iTunes, because we don't have enough ratings to display would a rating. I love that
1: first <laughs> present that I didn't hear.
0: But you are currently listening to Y'all, Y'all Heard. heard. <laughs> Woo. This is a podcast in which two friends, Pete Phillips
1: and Marissa Phillips, we're not related,
0: get together and we talk about stuff that we learned recently and that we know about and we impart that knowledge upon you, the listener, so that you can know more about this wonderful world that surrounds you in the new year, 2018.
1: In other words, we teach you about things you didn't know you needed to know. In 2018.
0: I! <laughs> that still remains the same.
1: Guys, I'm sorry I didn't do a solo episode, which clearly you would have listened to just so I could have made fun of Pete and <laughs> and tried to mock how you introduce our show I'll have to save that for another day
0: you still will have an opportunity later okay <laughs> I'm sure um, yeah and sorry that I didn't do an episode and totally forget about that I actually did record an episode <laughs> it just was so <laughs> it was such a heavy bummer that I was like Marissa why don't we just not do solo episodes?
1: <laughs> yeah I was wondering what happened <laughs> but I was like alright
0: <laughs> Marissa um, so I so I didn't tell you why
1: no you okay. just said, what we?
0: <laughs> Marissa's Think idea back. was that we each do a, a solo episode in which we talk about three things that we learned in two thousand seventeen. I had three things. The problem is my three things were start a podcast with your friend yeah what I learned from Bumble
1: yeah and the I third thing about that.
0: the third thing was that evil always prevails
1: <laughs> <gasps> that's actually was related to what I
0: was gonna talk about. <laughs> and after I listened I, I did the whole thing and I did it with a smile and I tried to have some like humor to it and everything like that, but when I re listened to it I was like, Oh no, this isn't good.
1: <laughs> can you send me that privately?
0: I certainly can.
1: Thank
0: you. <laughs> Maybe we'll make that a podcast extra on our Patreon once we sometimes <laughs> set it up.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'll make one too. And they'll be I also perfect.
0: thought that is the perfect place for us to put our um, soon-to-be audio commentary of the movie last night.
1: Oh! (laughs) So Pete decided, since we're not doing uh, solo episodes right now, that we would just use that as our icebreaker. So Pete, why don't you tell everybody one thing you learned in 2017?
0: The thing I learned the most that had the most meat to it was my experience on Bumble, which was... I I think that I can give myself a lot of credit that the worst thing that I did when I drank a lot was to just swipe on people's faces on Bumble. Like, (laughs) some people do a lot worse. Some people drive. Some people uh, make babies. Like, there's a lot worse you can do. I accidentally swiped on my dentist's face on Bumble and just crossed my fingers that we would not connect. And we did because she apparently swiped on me as well, and then she started a conversation with me, and then I uninstalled Bumble because I was too weirded out by the possibility of dating my dentist <laughs> and then a month later, I went to the dentist and paid dearly because she claimed that I had two cavities, and they hurt like hell ever since
1: still, oh my God, yes, yeah.
0: yeah, they do Oof,
1: that's if scary. I go.
0: So, I made oatmeal cookies because I'm I'm going through a cookie detox after the holidays, and they're oatmeal raisin, and I get a raisin stuck in this one tooth every single time, and every time I go to toothpick it out, it feels like a nerve shoots through oh! my entire body. A nerve pain, yeah. So, look for a new dentist, guys. If you have any suggestions in the northeastern Pennsylvania area, please hit me up on Twitter. <laughs> Marissa, what did you learn in 2017?
1: So... I was so excited when you said that yours was that evil will prevail because, (laughs) whoa, did I realize that evil prevails in 2017. And I'm going to just branch this off into two parts.
0: Do you mean Donald Trump?
1: No, I mean personally. Yeah, see, that's
0: the thing. That's the thing that I had, too. It was like, okay, yeah, sure, yawn, yawn, yawn. You can say evil prevails because Donald Trump is the president, but no, like on a macro and micro level, evil constantly wins.
1: So, but what I learned, though, also is I had the luxury, the luxury, I will say, when I was young, to have had good friends and resources that helped me rain retribution upon people who deserved it.
0: Mm, I was one of those.
1: I found (laughs) out how hard it is to rain retribution in my old age because references, and laws, and blackmail (laughs) exists, so what I will say is this, so evil often does prevail, and I learned it hard in 2017, in a personal level, in a lot of areas in my life, what I will say this, guys, and this isn't a joke, in 2018, you take a notebook, and you have your voice recorder ready. And the second anyone wrongs you, you start documenting, and you get ready to sue anyone. Because (laughs) Get a
0: friend who's a lawyer, too.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you might think like, oh, this is getting crazy, but I could totally sue them if they keep doing this, so they're going to stop. No, people who have more money than you and more power than you will not stop especially if you're poor and they will think that they could do whatever they want. So what you need to do is make sure the moment anyone wrongs you, that you have something in your pocket so that you could rain retribution (laughs) upon them, whether legally, whether through blackmail. However, you just make sure you're ready and you do not assume that anyone will stop because of human decency. That's what I learned. (laughs) So,
0: (laughs) mine feels a lot better now. My my, uh, (laughs) episode. You see?
1: (laughs) So, guys, on that note, I wasn't joking. I really wasn't joking. You get your notebook. On that note, we're going to talk about Aliens.
0: Tell me a little bit about the New York Times article, because I still haven't read the whole entire thing. I only... You, didn't, on it? you
1: didn't read it all? No, Did no, no, I no. No. Fully read it all?
0: <laughs> no, I know. Between the two of us, we're going to be able to pull this off. Okay. okay. No. <laughs> you brought it to my attention because I, like most of the world, just wasn't paying attention. And that was Kumail Nanjiani's complaint on Twitter. He's like, dude. They just said aliens exist, and it seems like nobody cares, because they're all worried about Christmas.
1: (laughs) I know! I was like, shit, everybody! Why isn't everyone yelling about this article? Because I missed it when it initially came out, and the reason I learned about it was because Vice was doing a reaction to it. And I was like, shouldn't we all be shitting our pants? (laughs) But, so basically someone who works at the Pentagon confirmed that there, slash, kind of, is slash was a program within the Pentagon, you know, like sanctioned and fun- funded by the United States um, to research alien life and UFOs and alien encounters. Um, the government has stopped funding it, but it still exists and is still in the Pentagon. And people, 22
0: million dollars.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. So yeah, the government was giving that much money to that program. And, um, and so people who worked in that program, we're talking about it. Um, only some of the files linked to that program are declassified. There are still classified parts, which is juicy.
0: Because they only they only shut it down in 2012, right?
1: Yeah, pretty recently. Yeah, yeah.
0: and you usually have to wait a long time to get those papers.
1: Yeah. So I hope we get it in my lifetime. But the part that I got I got interrupted and <laughs> missed this part. <laughs> Apparently, they have said they found. Alien alloys?
0: See? This is exactly where I'm going to pick up, so don't worry about it.
1: Good! The
0: article stated three things. One, many high-ranking people in the federal government believe that aliens have visited the planet Earth. Alright. Me too. Two, military pilots have recorded videos of UFOs with capabilities that seem to outstrip all known human aircraft, changing direction and accelerating in ways no fighter jet or helicopter could ever accomplish. Okay. We've seen that. Three, in a group of buildings in Las Vegas, the government stockpiles alloys and other materials believed to be associated with UFO.
1: <laughs>
0: now, that's what the article states. But, apparently, and I feel really bad, because you have to understand, guys, we do so much research for this. But then, there always seems to be something that we don't have written down in front of us. But, there was a 60 Minutes story, I believe, that also kind of followed up on this. And they made it sound like we have alien metals in buildings in Las Vegas. And that was kind of one of the things that I thought was pretty interesting because there were two angles to this that I thought were interesting. And one is at the end here, I think. They had a guy who exposed Area 51 in Nevada, uh, on Nevada NPR. Um, And he had this interesting take on things, which was basically that just because $22, $22 million of the Pentagon's budget was set aside for aliens, it doesn't necessarily mean that we think that they're a threat. It was just, and this again goes back to the concept of evil will prevail, the only way you could get the money to research aliens and the possibility of extraterrestrial life visiting Earth is if you called them a threat. Because if this was like a humanitarian thing, you know, the Red Cross isn't, you know, up to their eyeballs and money <laughs> just trying to help people, right? But... The military-industrial complex is totally up to their eyeballs of money trying to kill people. So, I thought that was an interesting perspective on things, that they had to make it into a threat so that they could actually acquire $22 million to sort of pursue some of the studies. But, um, they never actually explicitly mention the ever-famous Area 51. They talked about Vegas, but they didn't talk about outside, like, southeast of Vegas, which is...
1: Because it's where too it be. juicy.
0: Well, you know, people like juicy. Here's the thing. I have to look it up on my paper here, because I kept saying it wrong. I kept say, saying metallologists, that's not a thing. They're yep. called mm-hmm. metallurgists. Um,
1: Alloyologists.
0: Alloyologists. Yes. <laughs> um, they're like, no, this is bullshit. Here's what they think. They think that they have a bunch of metals that they just can't identify. And... It's one thing to say that you can't identify an an alloy, but an alloy is made up of a bunch of base metals just in different proportions. Like a cookie is a cookie is a cookie. It's just some have more sugar, some have more flour, some have more baking soda. You know what I mean? They're all cookies. So these are all alloys. It's just they're like, well, why don't they just let somebody analyze this stuff so you can figure out what it is instead of just keeping it in a building because it was associated with the UFO, air quotes.
1: (laughs) magic you bitch stop <laughs> crushing my freaking dream
0: but the other thing is that they were very careful about how they said it in the new york times article and that is that they have these metals that they discovered that they think are associated with ufo's and so they put them in a building it doesn't say that they can't necessarily identify they just said yeah. they haven't gotten around to identifying it or anything like that so i don't know that there's a lot to that uh, and i but read but
1: also To the metallologists, I will just say, they probably didn't just walk down the street and be like, ooh, this silver thing, what is it? Let's put it in the alien house. They probably saw a UFO, the UFO was in some area, it... looked like it landed, then it left, and there were chunks of metal there. Like, clearly there's a reason why they think there'd be UFO metals. But,
0: Marissa, if you just let these guys analyze the metals, then they'll be like, okay, this is made of this base metal, this base metal, and one that we've never found before. And now you got something to sink your teeth into. you got something juicy.
1: Yeah, but then they're going to... You can't show them a little bit without showing them a lot, and then they're going to... Why can't we show help?
0: everybody everything? Huh? Shut
1: up. Ew. Isn't what that part of the you? problem? Are you that... What are you, WikiLeaks, you bitch?
0: <laughs> this is Y'all Heard, hosted by Julian Assange. <laughs>
1: yeah. With, uh, it's, Phillips. Why can't we show everybody everything? <laughs> Shut up.
0: So you... Okay. This is... No, this is good to know going through the episode that Marissa does not want concrete proof or explanation. I do,
1: but I also like this <laughs> <history. laughs>
0: Then, right, well, December 22nd, I don't know if you did, Marissa, because I know you're not super big on Twitter, but I'm sure you saw some articles about the fallout. Um, SpaceX shoots a rocket over Los Angeles, and a bunch of people are like, "Uh uh-oh, aliens. So that was another one where aliens are in the news. They launched their Falcon 9 rocket from Vandenberg Air Force Base, um, carrying 10 iridium voice and data relay satellites. And again, it created a big, bright shape in the sky that sort of spooked people out a little bit.
1: Um, oh was
0: that was that the thing no one understood what it was yeah and uh, that's the thing uh the company SpaceX claims that they took several efforts to let people know that this particular launch was taking place. but now, since space travel is a private industry instead of like a nasa government funded industry, you can just do this stuff whenever you want and you don 't necessarily even have to tell people uh, and it's just it. it's just kind of it's turned into something a little weird, but I think it's the way of of space travel since uh the government has decided that it's not necessarily something worth putting money into.
1: Yeah. Um, Ugh, what is worth putting money into in their eyes? What dummies.
0: More things that will make money, which is... I'm
1: not against information sharing. I want to make that clear.
0: (laughs) But she didn't want to join that cult that we covered a few episodes ago that believed in sharing information on the internet.
1: Yeah, just there are limits. But anyway, continue.
0: Now, the thing that I wanted to cover when we were originally talking about this before those two articles came out was something that i heard about in november of 2017 which is when a group called meti m-e-t-i stands for messaging extraterrestrial intelligence decided that it was about time that we beam a message into space now you might be familiar with the voyager spacecraft where they basically took and I'm going to say this very crudely. They took a bunch of stuff and just sort of shot it out into space. What did they take? They took like symphonies. They took all sorts of... And they took visuals. They took all this stuff and they sort of shot it out there. And they were like, if an, if I mean, if this lands on a planet with intelligent life or intelligent life just happens to be driving by and they see it and they go, oh, that looks interesting. Let's pick that thing up and see what's what. They'd be able to crack this sucker open, hear the music from Earth, see the pictures from Earth all this sort of stuff and go man we gotta check this place out.
1: Man we gotta kill all of them and take their planet.
0: That's like going to a bar hoping that you meet a date. What Medi did is they arranged a date and then went to the bar to meet the date. So they actually sent a message specifically to GJ273B which is one of the best candidates ...for a system that could contain habitable planets. Ooh. They sent a transmission from Norway, which, again, I already have more confidence in because it's not here in America.
1: Oh, for sure.
0: Now, the obvious question that you have, Marissa, is...
1: Did anything happen?
0: Oh, it's going to take a long time for that. Oh. That's a well, fire outside. <laughs> yeah, um, have
1: yeah, this question.
0: The question is, what did they put in the message?
1: Oh, I thought it was the same as the last one. No,
0: that's the thing. The Medi people focus on messaging extraterrestrial intelligence. They are actually an offshoot of a larger group called the Search for (laughs) (laughs) Extraterrestrial Intelligence. Okay. Excuse me. Now, Medi thought long and hard, had a lot of conversations, and they were like, you know what? If we were to send something that is like music, right, we have to hope that that... you know, maybe the alien's just like, this is not pleasurable to me. I don't understand what this is. Uh, this is just noise. So they were like, um, we can't send anything that's culture-based because an alien civilization might not understand our culture, much less human culture. And so what we have to do instead is send something that is universal and easy to explain. Or not easy to explain, but easy to understand.
1: A video of Michael Jackson dancing. Alien,
0: something that applies to everyone in the universe math no
1: gross geometry dude. what does it really exist to everybody radio they waves so no how, how and do the, know four, that's why? <laughs> the fourth the fourth thing
0: that they sent
1: non mathematics—they're transcendent. They're, <laughs> They're fifth-dimensional beings. They don't <laughs> do
0: math. I—I I, I think I know an alien that. <laughs> <laughs> the fourth thing that they sent is how we keep time here on Earth.
1: Nobody that, cares. Bitch.
0: No, 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 Marissa. That becomes very important because here's the thing: they included in this message, basically, a little note at the end, for all intents and purposes, a little note at the end that says. This is how we keep time, and just so you know, on June 21st, 2043, we're going to have our ear to the ground, okay? We're going to, like, turn on the phone. We're going to have the speakers turned up. We hope Ooh. to hear from you. Because the message is going to take 12 years to get to gj two three two seven three b and it's going to take 12 years to come back. So, essentially, 24 years into the future, we may well hear from intelligent life at a planet that is very far away.
1: That's very exciting. It is. But I wish they put all the math and the time. Right, right. Really and just cool. had
0: a Michael Jackson video. Yes.
1: Just with it. Just like if there was like, ooh, I wonder if this culture is interesting. Like, yeah, maybe they're not, they can't relate to us at all, but maybe they can. And you should have just put something in there just in case.
0: Mm-hmm. Like
1: Because, I, I mean, fine. You go to the bar, and you're real smart and shit, but if you're dressed really plain, and you're not even saying anything interesting, I'm not going to go on a date with you. So you know what? Dress it up Uh, a (laughs) little
0: Well put, Marissa. Um, Now, here's the thing. SETI, the Search for Extraterrestrial Intelligence, these guys, a lot of them, these men and women, uh, along with Stephen Hawking, are like, uh, hello? That's the dumbest idea of all time. (laughs) Why? Because... They liken it to being out in the woods in the complete darkness and just going, hello? Hello? And then a bear eats you because you didn't know that there was a bear right next to you. So they think it's kind of a dangerous idea because what you're doing is you're throwing up a road flare to say, hey, look, here we are and then you don't really know what's gonna come back. So you hope That's this... really
1: exciting.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Especially, really what, excited. 2043? We'll be pretty old by then. That's 25 yeah. years from now, yeah, we'll, we'll be ready to. <laughs> That's
1: okay. That's awesome. That made it a thousand times more exciting.
0: <laughs> so the thing is, Nettie did what they wanted to. They didn't really win the, you know, that particular argument. They shot the stuff out in the space, and now yeah. they're gonna figure it out. Here's another thing I want to point out to you. If you look up the website for Medi, their website totally blows. It looks like it was made in 1993. And what it makes it? me Medi. really upset. What is it, I don't know.
1: Most UFO network websites are But really this, med-
0: These are people who can afford to send radio waves 12 light years away.
1: <laughs> Medi or Neti?
0: M-E-T-I. Medi. Uh,
1: it definitely looks better than MUFON. Did you see the MUFON website?
0: No. Now, Mutual
1: UFO Network, which is a pretty, oh yeah, well
0: established
1: I'm, one. I'm
0: familiar with them. I just yeah, have another website. I <laughs> looks way
1: better than MUFON's website. MUFON's website looks, ugh, like...
0: Listen, ufologists, I'm here. I can update your websites. Okay, I can make them look pretty. Now, SETI isn't just an organization that exists to say that we shouldn't, you know, contact other extraterrestrials or or other planets or something like that. SETI also does a lot of work in, I'm not you know, I'm not trying to be patronizing here the search for extraterrestrial intelligence as their name says. They are actually exploring the existence of certain exoplanets. Now, if you think about it we give the sun a whole lot of credit right? But I think if you think back, the sun is essentially just one gigantic star right? Mm Mm-hmm. And then we're planets orbiting around that particular star. Well, in other solar systems, there are other stars that have other planets, you know, orbiting around them. And these are exoplanets. In 2010, when exoplanets were sort of just being, I guess, credited and discovered and everything like that, there were 500. And now, seven, let's say eight years later, there are 5,000 of them that have oh. been discovered. There's a group called pale red dots, I believe, and uh, they have a giant map, <clears throat> and on the map, each one of these places that they find, they identify with a little red dot, and when you look at their map, it's very big, and there's a lot, a lot of red dots. It's very exciting. Some of these planets that they're finding are called super-Earths, which means that they're kind of close to the size of Earth. Some, like k two eighteen b even look like they could support life. Not necessarily human life, but life. There's yeah. a NASA project called TESS, which is called Transit Exoplanet Survey Satellite, which is scheduled to launch from the Kennedy Space Center in 2018. So that's coming up. All right. Now,
1: cool.
0: the one thing that has also come up, and I think this is after... I Look, I've stumbled upon this in a couple of different articles, um, and I don't think that I'm just reading crackpot websites or anything like that, but um, the thing that I have seen come up time and time again is... People are going like, okay, the universe, the solar, whatever you want to, like space. Let's just say space because it's easier and we're not using a scientific term so we don't need to be right. <laughs> space is huge, right? Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know about you, Marissa, but you probably stop I, I, I stop and I go, how could there not be other things out there? Yeah. Right? It's just like, come on. But the Fermi paradox says... Well, where are they then? If you take people and you say they're on the same track as Earth and they're in some other solar system someplace else, well, if Earth now can shoot things out to other solar systems, why can't they shoot things out to other solar systems? Why haven't we come in contact yet? Why haven't we seen other people if the likelihood that they all exist is so possible? And the answer is the zoo hypothesis. Okay. Posed by John Ball, which says that aliens are totally aware of us. Okay, it doesn't say that they're totally aware of us, but it says perhaps aliens are aware of us and they're just watching us. They're so captivated by watching us, which, again, I would imagine is kind of a compelling show to watch. Yeah. (laughs) Humanity. Um, And if you think about it, you know, like I can remember being a little kid and like stumbling upon like a bug or something. And you just watch that bug do its thing, you know? Yeah. Um, and then that's kind of what you do, right? You observe stuff if you want to learn about it. So you happen upon a planet, has a lot of life on it, and you just watch it, see what's going on. What could you learn about humanity by observing Earth? Like, you could watch a whole species kill the planet that they live on yeah. <laughs> in pursuit of ar- what seems to be arbitrary green paper, <laughs> Yeah, You could also, of course, watch how land shifts over time, how waters rise and recede, those kinds of things. You could also find out how species interacts like us. Uh, That would probably make absolutely no sense to you. Uh, But just like we would watch, say, a pack of lions and try to determine what they're thinking and why they're doing what they're doing and everything like that. So there could be alien scientists out there right now who are watching us. Mm. But... Some people go, well, yeah, but they're not doing such a good job because there's all these sightings that happen year-round.
1: But they just so what? If we're going by the zoo theory, when you look, when you have an ant, what are those called, ant homes, ant farm? Mm -hmm. Ant farm. You don't go, "Oh, oh, they don't see me. You just look at them, (laughs) and you bring your face straight up to the ant farm, and you
0: look at them,
1: you're like, Bitches, you're not going to do anything to me, and you don't care. I'm not saying they're that blatant, but maybe they don't care. So it's like we have the power to go after them anyway, so maybe they don't care if we see them.
0: I thought that it was more like, once in a while, you actually do hear a story of somebody who climbs a fence and goes into the zoo cage. And everybody's reaction is, what are you, some sort of idiot? Yeah. And to me, I could understand that being a sort of alien thing, where they're like, Zaldar, you're not supposed to do that, you idiot. Yeah,
1: <laughs> like, I could say that too. But...
0: But it happens here on Earth that somebody, perhaps, and I'm not trying to be, you know insensitive but somebody who is perhaps a little too curious or has a screw loose or something like that just goes I want to hang out with a lion I want to see what it's like up close I want to snuggle its little face in mine yeah. Yeah. and then you know things happen so that's the extent of all the things that I brought with me related to aliens now we usually have a more orderly episode than this if you are new to the podcast we focus on something a little bit more
1: I kind of you know no!
0: I sort of meandered could. through a few things before we you could, You uh, feel
1: like you had barely anything to talk about. I feel like yours is more cohesive than mine. However, mine is no less important.
0: I thank you for your compliment, and I look forward to your exposé. <laughs> it's
1: not really an exposé. It's a... What is aperitif?
0: No idea. I've never heard it before in my life. <laughs>
1: An aperitif is an alcoholic drink taken before a meal to stimulate the appetite. That's not what I meant.
0: Who the hell needs that?
1: <laughs> I wanted...
0: My appetite no. is always stimulated.
1: <laughs> that it not really work. I wanted like a synonym for appetizer. Basically, this is a teaser of sorts. Because I want you all to then delve deeper on your own time into <laughs> what I'm going to talk about. So, Pete, you were talking about, you know, what is... What is what is the deal? Why do some of the aliens let us see them? And that might also like beg the question, like, what's their agenda? Um, do you would you think do you think there are different types of aliens, or do you think there's you know yes a, okay so do, <laughs> I would say yeah, or do you think there's like different? Do you think that there are various agendas at play
0: in terms of agendas? Uh, the only reason that I can entertain that notion is because of my. Uh, I'm not going to say wasted, but my, uh, my youth um, being deeply interested in the concept and the, the topic that you are going to be talking about uh, stemming from, uh, yeah, a childhood love of the X-Files. Now, I'd like to think that they're all happy agendas, but certainly everything wants something. And so, yeah, I think there's some probably some agendas going on. I Tell me how loony they are. <laughs>
1: I have heard a lot of alien abduction stories, um, and some of them have gotten very graphic and very twisted and very dark, and a lot of them involve extracting semen from people. Uh, but, you know what?
0: Get a little seed money. <laughs>
1: <laughs> because when I've heard those stories, the accounts have really varied as to what the aliens sound like. What I wanted to talk about today are very specific alien races. Now, the ones that most people report were actually the least interesting to me, and I'm actually going to go over them briefly.
0: Now, are they the least interesting because you've been exposed to them already, that sort of thing?
1: (laughs) They're the least interesting because they seem to hold the least power, and they seem to... They just don't seem to have such a grand agenda as some other aliens.
0: Okay, so you want a yeah. thoughtful alien that might kill you.
1: So let me, <laughs> let me talk about, first of all, the greys. Grey aliens are those aliens that most people talk about. They account for, at the very least, 43% of all reported alien encounters in the United States specifically. Grays are small, thin-bodied, kind of asexual creatures with no genitalia, with smooth, gray-colored skin, and enlarged, bald heads, and huge black eyes. They're usually three to four feet tall.
0: They love Um, raves.
1: They love raves. (laughs) They have (laughs) almond-shaped eyes, nostrils let out of nose, slits for mouths, no ears, and three to four fingers with the thumb included. Um, And they are at the center of Most alien encounters over the years Um, And many people In the UFO community Have speculated that These grey aliens are the species That crashed in Roswell In 1947 And that the United States Government is holding the bodies Of grey aliens in the military Base known as Area 51 Fine Okay (laughs) I don't care What I want to talk about is this battle between the Nordic aliens, a.k.a. the tall whites, and the reptilians. Okay? Now, it's debatable whether or not the Nordic aliens are some weird manifestation of racism. But the Nordic aliens are humanoid extraterrestrials uh, thought to come from Pleiades, which is a cluster of um, a star cluster. And they resemble Nordic Scandinavians. Uh, these are typically male, like I said, humanoid aliens. So they resemble humans. From the explanation, they kind of sounded like elves from Lord of the Rings. Uh, they're six to seven feet tall. Uh, long blonde hair, blue eyes, and very fair skinned. They're known to be telepathic physically beautiful, and the most benevolent of all alien races. The Nordic aliens are generally known to do no harm and to have no ill will. Um,
0: and you think they're interesting?
1: <laughs> well, let me just, let me just right. no, they're actually. I don't actually find them that interesting. I just like how benevolent they're framed and how white they are. And yeah. how I was like, Really, who really said they talked to these? <laughs> um, these are people started reporting to be uh, reporting like experiences with Nordic aliens, most in the 1950s. But these are thought to be um, the angelic beings that are re- represented in religions and ancient civilizations. People mm-hmm. speculate that those were actually the Nordic aliens. Um, now, Nordic aliens fall right in line with the agenda you were explaining, where it was like the the zoo theory. Because Nordics are generally observers. They generally just view. They normally do not make a lot of contact with humans. And um, all they're viewing, they're usually not even on the Earth. They view from their spacecraft. A few people have reported, like I said, being contacted by Nordic aliens. But it's all telepathic. And all of the messages from Nordic aliens are messages of peace and love. And generally, their agenda is said to be that they are concerned about Earth's environment and they are interested in prospects of world peace. So they kind of watch over us.
0: Why do they give a shit?
1: (laughs) Because they're just so pure and white, Pete. Just let them all kill each other. (laughs) Now, Nordic aliens are said to be incredibly powerful alien beings.
0: Yeah, prove but it. You're so damn benevolent, you don't have time to prove it.
1: They're constantly being challenged by their evil alien race known as... What do you think are their evil counterparts?
0: Well, you did mention the reptilians.
1: Oh, okay, I told you that already. Now, I Peter, mean, it's you either that
0: or the darkies, which is <laughs> not right.
1: Well, they are... You could also argue again, reinforcing the fact that some uh, scholars say that it's just manifestation of like people ranting about racial superiority that the you know the tall whites are said to be far superior to the grays. Have you heard about reptilians?
0: Of course, I have. Yes. Okay. AKA lizard people.
1: Yeah. If I was gonna do my solo episode about things I learned in 2017. Uh, One of the things would be how much fringe beliefs (laughs) help you in times of chaos. Because my daddy had a heart attack. He's fine, by the way. uh, I remember I was in the waiting room for him to get open-heart surgery, and I started discussing reptilians with my brother with the utmost sincerity, and it just really helped me a lot. (laughs) It just really made me feel like, wow, this world's a crazy place. You know what? Let me think about things other than this. This whole world is crazy. And it was made it really interesting and distracted me. Anyway. Do you think um, that's what
0: all of the alien people? Do you think that's how all of these people might feel? All the people who report aliens and talk to aliens? No, shut up. Like,
1: <laughs> just... Reptilians, though. Okay, here's my son of reptilians. It's so outlandish. So outlandish that I love it. And I, like, <laughs> want it to be real? When I really think about it, do I think it's real? No. <laughs> do I think the tall whites are real? No. Do I think grays are real? Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> anyway. The idea of reptilians. You could argue that reptilian aliens have been around for a long time. Uh, in, like, Egyptian and ancient cultures, they were reptile gods and a lot of... um Reptile beings uh, that were in mythology. However, the idea of reptilians as a balls crazy conspiracy theory was popularized by David Icke. Doing this research, I just wanted to do a whole podcast about David Icke. I watched part of an episode on Info of Infowars, which was so gross. I'm so
0: sorry. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it was really uncomfortable. Uh, David Icke is a popular conspiracy theorist who was formerly a sports reporter, and he claims that shape-shifting reptilian aliens control the Earth by taking on human form and gaining political power to manipulate human societies. These, lizard, these aliens are lizard-like in appearance, but they have shape-shifting powers in addition to telepathy and invisibility powers. Now, most people that report being contacted by reptilians report never seeing spaceships which leaves many researchers to believe that earth is the homeland of reptilians and they presently live in earth's depths away from common sight. Um, wait, ad- wait,
0: wait. No. I thought that they walked around in human skin.
1: Some of them not all of them apparently.
0: Oh, okay. Okay.
1: One <laughs> of them that want some of them that want to like infiltrate, but they don't all necessarily want
0: to. Like Beyoncé.
1: Mm, yeah. Okay. Alien uh, reptilian aliens want complete control over the Earth. That is their agenda, and it is because their planet is becoming inhabitable, so they want Earth to be their new planet. Mm-hmm. Don't ask me where their planet is.
0: Uninhabitable. Yes. What? Uninhabitable.
1: Yeah. What did I say? Inhabitable. Yeah. Oh, oops. Just uh, clarifying. <laughs> conspiracy theorist David Icke fears that reptilian humanoids are secretly transforming the earth into a global fascist state. What? Working. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, So Ike has claimed on multiple occasions that many of the world leaders are or are, excuse me, are possessed by so-called reptilians, which wouldn't make sense because if they're shapeshifters, possession and shapeshifting are not the same thing. Oh, he's
0: he's being creative with his word choice.
1: Yeah, I don't like it. Anyway, (laughs) um, so I don't have a definitive list of everyone who is uh, said to be a reptilian. But there are said to be um, government leaders, corporate executives, Oscar-winning actors, Grammy-winning singers. uh, (laughs) And reptilians are said to be responsible for the Holocaust, the Oklahoma City bombings, (laughs) 9-11 attack. All of those things were orchestrated by reptilian.
0: That's kind of beautiful in a way. Because it means that you trust humans so much that they could be incapable of ever doing (laughs) those things. That they must be the cause of something inhuman. Yeah. A person who thinks that it's kind of a beautiful thought. I wish I I had that faith in people.
1: (laughs) So in David Icke's first book uh, in 1998 called The Biggest Secret... He interviews two British people who claim members of the royal family are nothing but reptiles with crowns. Um, Now, people who are said to definitely be reptilians are Queen Elizabeth, George W. Bush, Henry Kissinger, Bill and Hillary Clinton, and Bob Hope. I have also heard accusations that Obama's a reptilian, but I don't think so.
0: No, he's Kenyan.
1: Yeah, I don't. Well, I mean...
0: I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Please.
1: <laughs> no, I was going to say he's not from the United States, but neither are British people, so never mind. Ike also claims that reptilians are behind secret societies like the Freemasons and the Illuminati. Believe it. Honestly, I think that if there was an alien force with so many powers like invisibility, telepathy, and the ability to shapeshift, this is way too much of a long con, and that's totally enough power to just get shit done and kill us. Shapeshift is someone who could press the nuke button. You yeah,
0: just shapeshift well, and like... I think the long game has shortened up quite quickly.
1: <laughs> Don't go there. <laughs> I mean, it's too dark. Now, there are actually more alien races, but those are the most commonly uh, reported uh, ones that make contact with humans. Like I said, the common, the common everyday aliens in your horror movies and that people say they have contact with, are generally the Greys. The Nordics do not make much contact. And the Reptilians are apparently the ones infiltrating us and planning our demise. So, you know, just if you're wondering, like, what's out there? What could their agendas be? That's just, uh, dare I say, an aperitif. (laughs) (laughs) Did I tell you about in the middle of the night when apparently picture of an alien was posted on 4chan then quickly taken down and then every single um every single version of it was no like was deleted that anyone had screenshot or anything and that uh for the next few days it was everyone trying to recreate the image of anyone who witnessed it in real time it was probably a hoax but if you catch me at the right moment That sounds
0: more creepypasta than alien. It was creepy
1: pasta. And I definitely spent like a couple like two days just going through That like sounds
0: about right. What year was this? This year. Okay, <laughs> I take it back.
1: Like, <laughs> people um
0: I didn't know that you in your adult life could spare two days no, to two, dive not, down not, a not, 4chan rabbit hole.
1: <laughs> Not two entire days. I spent time <laughs> for two days looking at people trying to recreate the photo or or people claim to have seen it in real time, explain what it was. And the picture is really creepy and looked like a reptilian, which, yeah, really easy. I know. But it was just it was really interesting. And if you like creepypasta or if you like conspiracy theories, um, Google uh, like um, reptilian alien 4chan or something like that. But anyway, what were you going to say?
0: If, of the aliens that you provided, you had to pick one to be your roommate, who would you pick?
1: Ugh. <laughs> like, well, okay, I'm going to ask you this.
0: Are I they, am ready.
1: Are they nice to me regardless? Because, oh, like-
0: they're, listen, they're like a roommate. They're like civil. They're not going to be your best friend or anything like that. But, like, you live with them. You respect each other's boundaries, that sort of thing.
1: I feel like a tall white would, like, make me feel shitty about myself. I feel like a gray would just be, like, like some weird patchouli smelling, like, <laughs> like, it would live up to, like, a glow-in-the-dark rave sticker. So,
0: down you a know, reptilian,
1: on that. so long as he's not trying to kill me, I would like to learn about, like, how he's <laughs> infiltrating our planet and, like, I like your
0: decision because with your decision, you have also selected influence uh, that if you can get on the good side of your roommate, then, yeah, you could, you know, sort of be one of the, you know, people that they keep around because you're going to listen or something. How about you? I'm inclined to agree. If I had to live with them.
1: I'm sorry I didn't give more information about the greys. It was just overshadowed. By white I, people and evils,
0: I I definitely don't like the possibility. I don't. Uh, no, not possibility. I definitely don't like how aliens were co-opted for rave culture. <laughs> I think it's yeah. very unfortunate. I don't understand why an alien would like uh, dance music or anything like that. I mean, I could see that you might make the argument that it is mathematical based and perhaps an alien might appreciate it oh, because man. of that particular reason. But
1: your like, alien probably like. Listens to math rock all day. I'm cool with math rock,
0: and he. Honestly, my idea is he has a job. Okay, he works from home. He does tech support. (laughs) He spends a lot of the day playing video games. He's always watching my stuff, making sure nobody breaks in and steals it. I don't think I have anything to worry about, huh?
1: Why does he watch your stuff?
0: Because he's he's home all day.
1: (laughs) I don't know. I think I'm racist. (laughs)
0: Against Grays.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I don't know why. I think it is
0: alien racist. racist.
1: I don't I feel like they don't have a firm agenda and if someone out there knows the firm agenda of the Greys, please call us because they okay, literally
0: Okay. Me. Marissa, why do they need an agenda? Can't somebody just exist just for the sake of existing?
1: No, I'm not saying they need an agenda. I'm saying it wasn't me doing sloppy research. It was that I couldn't find an agenda.
0: No, that's like I think finding an agenda for the Greys is like finding an agenda for humanity. You can't get all these dudes on the same page. Like, there's just too many people with too many interests.
1: Love the Greys. Oh, the Greys are so diverse. Oh, the Greys.
0: I did not say oh, the Greys are so diverse.
1: That you implied. Hey, Marissa,
0: you got any plugs for the end of the episode here? Any otherworldly things that people should be aware of?
1: If you want to hear really well-researched rantings about aliens, uh, I would listen to the last podcast on the left podcast. If you want (laughs) neo-Victorian advice, follow me on Instagram, at Courtship of Veneer. It has nothing to do with aliens, but that's (laughs) my other plug. How about you, Pete?
0: There's also sort of a, I mean, not sort of, it's it's certainly underpinning the whole thing, but there is an interesting alien aspect of things to that Heaven's Gate podcast, which we have plugged already. Oh, yeah. Uh, but um, I did not listen to the last episode, but yeah, the sort of passion that goes along with believing in aliens that exist in some of the interviews and some of the accounts is pretty interesting.
1: Yeah, I would say that's definitely
0: cool. I would also like to plug The Exiles, which is premiering right now and is going to be over in three or four minutes.
1: Are you sad? You missed
0: it. I'll just watch it online. Fox seems to know what my schedule is and always schedule the X-Files when I cannot watch it. It's what they did when they came back last time, too.
1: When I get off this podcast, I'm going to binge watch Sex in the City because it's out of this world
0: the last thing I would like to plug <laughs> if you want to see species you know different species from different planets things like that I would strongly suggest that you check out the 1980s movie Flight of the Navigator uh, where the kid gets sucked up into a spaceship and the spaceship flies around the country and the spaceship is voiced by Pee Wee Herman
1: oh oh I would also like to recommend the old movie called The Fourth Kind uh, which is it's a it's one of those fake based on a true story account of alien abductions, but it was terrifying. I found it like legitimately a terrifying alien abduction movie that was beautifully done. Pete's laughing a little bit. I saw it. Yeah, it was great, right? <laughs> Shut up. It was so scary. Go so on. once
0: again, Marissa, if somebody wants to do anything to pay you homage for your birthday
1: they can rate us Uh,
0: on itunes slash apple podcasts
1: or they could send me
0: you can also call us at 570-763-9231 is our phone number that is 570-pod-wad-1 you can call and leave us a voicemail you can also text us there if you don't want to tweet something publicly you can certainly text us there i swear you will totally make our lives if you send us something
1: Yeah. And then we get
0: to bring it to the air. Hey, why? So,
1: My Dominic, call us. <laughs> yeah, I'm calling you out.
0: Hey, Marissa, one last fun fact before we leave for the episode. Which episode do you think is recognized as our most popular episode on iTunes? Um,
1: um vol- Vorophilia.
0: Close. Cybersex.
1: <gasps> wow. AOL and online gaming. Yeah.
0: Vorophilia is very much, though, in the top five. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Cool,
0: guys. So this has been another episode of Y'all Heard. Bye. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.